How far? How are you? Allah, I'm good. Alhamdulillah. How, how are you? How's your day? I'm so excited. I've been wanting Me to too. do this for You know how we've been planning like since season one? Yeah, I think the background just changed. <laughs> No, that was a mistake, sorry. Okay. Since season one and then season one didn't happen, I left, then I came back with first anyway shall finally today. Say hi to my people. Hello guys. I'm Khadija Ahmed Saini, aka Tino. <laughs> and this is my very first podcast, you guys. I am so excited. Welcome, welcome. Let's get started. Let me know, like, you know that thing that we do where you start laughing and then I start laughing. I just can't help it, girl. I just can't help it. Anyways, so we have Tino today on the podcast. In case you guys mm. haven't noticed, so um like i was trying to make an introduction tina is my first okay. social media client where we had the yep. dream of being social media people and content and all of that that was such a long time well you did good you did really good you pushed me created content managed my page and it was going places did you guys hear that i'm a good social yeah. media manager plug me so today we are going to talking about motherhood are you ready (laughs) so in case you guys don't know uh i'd call myself a new mom because i have a toddler that is one year six months now and yeah so i feel at least from the little experience i have i'm qualified to talk about motherhood And it's good to actually, you know, this topic, I feel like is going to be really, really fun because everyone has different experiences. So basically, my experience might not be the same with someone, you know, so at least you guys get an insight. And if you have any questions, feel free to ask Sarah to whatever you want to ask her because after all this is chat with Sese we're talking oh, about oh by the way chat with Sese so yeah. backstory guys the whole Sese name that was Tino's idea by the way she has this where she gives yep. everybody a name with an E so when I was, when I was trying funny to enough like, initially you didn't like Sese yes, but I agree mean, on you what, what's Sese <laughs> but then when I was trying to get like a name for the podcast I'm like okay what's the best like all my other names are too long I'm like, you know what, this actually makes us. So, all thanks to you, yeah. we now have this podcast. Yeah. Amen. So, I feel like, I think you're even the perfect candidate for this for this topic because um, it's about, like, first time, you know, like, we are yeah. being able to, with people that I think have done it multiple times, their experiences mm-hmm. don't mirror our own idea because they've been there and all of that. But then mm-hmm. I think with, like, with us is like i have like all these questions burning questions you know and i'm just like please so Mm -hmm. let's get into it first thing first did you did you like you know how this way like people plan and like okay when i get married i'll start trying for a baby instantly did you ever had like that plan yeah so initially when i got married 
you know, I wanted to at least settle down, get to know my husband more. Because, you know, you never truly know a person unless you start living together. Because then seeing a person every single day changes a lot. And you see, like, this is, like, an annoying habit I like. This is something I... I'm sorry, I don't like. This is something I like. And all of that. So I was thinking maybe when I get married, I even discussed this with my husband, actually. I was saying that maybe we should wait for, you know, a couple of years, two, three years before we start having kids because bringing a child into this world is a lot of responsibility. First of all, it's not like buying a handbag or clothes or something, you know, this is a human being that you have to care for. <laughs> Literally every single thing you have to do for that baby, you know, until a certain age. And, you know, it's a lot um, financially as well. So I was saying maybe when we settle properly, we can start thinking about having a child. And my husband agreed with me 100%. But as God may have it, it didn't work out like that when I wanted to, you know, because nobody really talked to me about, you know, contraceptives and things like that, you know, what to do. So I basically kind of Googled and like learned everything myself. So when I realized, yeah, I want to go do take a certain, you know, measure of contraceptive, then I found out that I was already pregnant. So it wasn't really planned. Yeah. And I'm not going to lie, even though, you know, it's not something I can hide. When I found out because I wasn't ready for it, I wasn't all the way happy. But when I realized that, you know, this is a less blessing, some people are looking for it and they can't have it. Some, you know, are doing whatever they can. And, you know, a less timing is the perfect time. And currently, right now, I wouldn't trade that for anything. And so, yeah, I just told my husband, I was like, we're having a baby. And he was so excited, so excited that it even made me cry, you know, because I felt so bad that I wasn't as excited excited as he was at that time. But yeah, so it happened like that. Yep, and she's crying in the background. (laughs) She's like, I'm going, you're talking about me, I'm going. I think like you you have mentioned about contraceptive. I feel like I'm the, I have this thing where I'm always searching for what's on my business, (laughs) right? So, and I would... Like I've consumed so much information, and by the way, I'm always I'm also like team wait before you start. Mm-hmm. Oh, guys, it's not like I have a husband. I'm just saying. <laughs> like I feel like because people, you don't know, like motherhood, right? Basically, being a parent mm-hmm. is not something that ends. Even you right yeah. now that like, you have your own child, but you're still your parents' child. Like it's something that yes. is for a lifetime. And even though people see like mm-hmm. you never be ready, you don't know. But sometimes I just feel like mm-hmm. that whole concept of making you get married and then yeah. the kids are even. You know? um, so like the whole thing about I'm always like you know what, take your time and all of that. Don't just go instantly into it. Try to get to know the person, and then eventually after that, like you can decide if this is what you want or not. But like you also said, the thing about constructive is that there's nothing that is hundred percent anything can happen at any time and i think i like how you mentioned about like the emotion of how you found that because we need more of honesty right there's the whole idea of how everybody tells you like that's the greatest gift you can have as a woman and there's no contesting that but there's like honesty about how sometimes if you feel like you're not ready if it happens you feel some certain type of it it doesn't mean that you don't love your child or you're not ready for this it's just that okay 
this thing has happened now and i feel this way but eventually yeah. like we'll get to that point and i think we need more of that because there's so much discussion like you said nobody told you about contraceptive there's so much discussion around like pregnancy marriage mm-hmm. the whole thing about women that people don't talk about because of the concept of shyness african yes. culture and all of that mm. so what do you think yes. about the whole thing what do i think about like how they don't speak to people about around yes. it so i think in my opinion honestly things like this should be even if they're not taught in schools like parents should have these conversations with their children you know when they're of age obviously i don't mean from like little kids you start yeah. telling them about contraceptives and things like that but i feel like it's important you know myself i've already all along known about contraceptives but i didn't know in details you know what this does i didn't even know there are those that are hormonal or non-hormonal you know it's just when you hear probably aunties talking about this one makes you fat this one yeah, does this, exactly. this one makes you but i never really knew about anything you know until i got married and then I started researching. I went to the doctors and that is when I knew. But I feel like this is something even if your mom cannot tell you about, an auntie should sit you down, you know, tell you about all these things. Okay, so this is what goes on. There is this option. There is that option. This is what you should do. This is what you shouldn't do. You know, you don't have to take the advice 100% because the auntie doesn't know what you want to do with your own marriage. Mm-hmm. But at least you're enlightened. At least you know you have options. But now, I feel like a lot of us, like those that are married and like my friends that are not married, we only discuss with ourselves, you know. So it's more like your, the knowledge you get, you get it from a friend that has experience or like a friend that is curious, you know, stuff like that. But family never sits you down. Teachers never tell you all these things. So it's either you learn them yourself or you get a friend that is open to, you know, telling you all of these things. But as I said, I feel like it's very, very, very important that everyone is like, uh, what, what is the word I'm looking for? Everyone knows about, you know, the options that are available out there. Also, you know, like the whole thing about um, even where we get our knowledge from, right? Because you're trying to, you're doing um, personal learning, which means like anything can go wrong. You might stumble on the wrong information. And even as friends, okay, maybe we're at a point where we have friends that are like, if they are not, if they've not been married for a long time, they are doctors and medical Mm -hmm. so they can give you like good advice. But then think of how there are people that are younger than us, way younger that are getting married, right? And you Mm -hmm. might end up, that friend that is informing you is, is nonsense when they're telling you. And then the next thing you know, it's now a whole issue. People just, some people think they can just go over the counter and buy contraceptives. And then the next thing you know, you've put yourself in the face of hand. Yeah, it's dangerous, especially like with the pills that, you know, they're the easiest to get because you don't need somebody to inject you with something or you don't need to like get IUD inserted pills. You could just buy them and take them. 
But you know, there if you read the leaflets, is that what it's called? Yeah. You'll see that there are a lot of rules, you know, and uh, regulations and things you must know before you take these uh, pills because you might have high blood pressure. This is not suitable for you. Or maybe diabetes or this can cause this issue if you don't take it on time or if you skip it for certain days, this is the problem, you know. But people don't know that. They just ask, oh, what are you taking? Well, I'm taking this, and then they just automatically go to the pharmacy and get the same thing. But I believe that is very wrong. Yeah, because not that's been crazy because anything can now happen and just goes down yeah. from that. Knowledge is so important. So let's move to like so pregnant for the first time. Like this is yeah. the first experience. How mm-hmm. like at what you know how like you take a test, you do a scan, you know like you're pregnant. But what was, like, the first change that you felt like, okay, there's actually somebody there? (laughs) (laughs) So, basically, um, when I found out I was pregnant, first of all, I didn't even know that there are, you know, prenatals that I have to take and then the months I'm supposed to start going for antenatal and stuff like that. So I used to take myself to the hospital or maybe my husband when he's available Mm -hmm. and I just go and get scanned and then obviously i will see that the baby is fine and all of that yeah and then i just go home i didn't know that i was supposed to go like to the unit and actually do like blood tests yeah, and all of tests, that yeah. measurements like uh weights check your weights and all of that because as i said i have not seen like a pregnant person like i haven't observed you know the process it's always even with my siblings maybe i'm in school i just get back home we have have a child things like that so i was never really there through the process so everything was like very new to me i had to learn like everything by myself and with pregnancy alhamdulillah for me it was very very easy you know i heard a lot of people talk about you know getting nausea maybe some get even sick to some certain degree and there is always like vomit and saliva issue and stuff like that but for me pregnancy was very very easy and my bum didn't even start showing till in my like last trimester you know so yeah alhamdulillah it was very very easy i would even say that Having the baby is harder than being pregnant. Right. Those pregnancy yeah, stories, I, oh my God. You hear what like people experience and you are like, God, I beg. <laughs> They're crazy. Yeah. And you know, like, and it's actually real. Like you get dark, you get big nose. You get, all those people you see posting like before and uh, pregnancy on yeah. Instagram, it's actually real. There is no edit or whatever, but to some people, they're lucky they don't get, you know, ugly when pregnant. But, but most people, most people, I would say, they get that yeah. pregnancy ugliness. But I feel like if it's even like a physical, like, features, like, changing or something, that, it's not yeah. what people like, but it's easier than the whole health issues that people go through, right? Yes, and like you yes. said something about how knowledge most of these pregnancy stories of what can happen it's something that i probably learned from like people tweeting about their experience like you said yeah. okay i was i was around my mom and she was with my two siblings like mimi and okay mimi i was young mm-hmm. but like khalifa but then it was a thing of how she didn't have all of these health issues or maybe she did but i was too young to notice but like yeah. it was never anything that she was on bed rest the whole time 
So now, yeah. and to me, that's norm because this that was what I saw. So now, hearing how some people are going through bed rest for months, and it's just like, yeah, oh my god, it's crazy because with pregnancy again comes a lot of issues because most people that don't even have, you know, prior to pregnancy they didn't have high blood pressure or they didn't have diabetes, they actually get like gestational diabetes, you know, oh caused god. by pregnancy. And then if you don't constantly take your, like, hospital visits seriously, then you wouldn't even know and you go about with your regular lifestyle. Then you get complications because from your knowledge, you didn't have diabetes, you know. So it's it's a lot of work, I'd say. Oh, God. May Allah make it easy because this I is mean, not easy. I mean, so this comes out like, as you, there's the, oh something about your bomb notion. I remember the you know the whole during Ikram's wedding <laughs> and the drama that you did. <laughs> then I think I saw. You. I think that was the period it started showing yeah. and everyone was trying to find out. And you, but since I was and already she had fresh, the whole emo- guys she had they, the whole they, emotional they thing of about saying me, is it because I'm fast that you're saying I'm pregnant or is it because I'm wearing big clothes? <laughs> I'm like to you. but do you know what I actually bought your story to be honest. I was just I. Personally, yeah. I felt like, why did I if she's pregnant? Like, that's too, that's too much. And I remember telling them, I'm like, pregnancy doesn't hide. If she's pregnant, it will come out. And why you guys asking? Like, yeah. And why you did the whole drama? I'm like, I bought it. But when I saw in October, I'm like, girl, you couldn't have hidden this thing if it was now. Because yeah. at that point, it was all out. And it was all yeah. doing. Mashallah. So I think next is like, importance of community and help, right? Because if you are going like, through all these changes... Every day you wake up, mm. it's new to you. I hear how you can't, you, you have to sleep in a certain position, and there are all mm-hmm. these cravings and all this, and then it's going to get frustrated, definitely. Yeah. So, what do you think about yeah. like the important? What's your experience with importance of like community and just people helping you and all of that? Yeah. Okay. So for me, you know, since I did, I didn't have my baby here, like at home in yeah. Nigeria. I only got, like, the help I got was just from, you know, my sister-in-law and my sister. So they were the two people that were with me. And I'd say they really, really, really tried for me so much. But, you know, there is something called uh, baby blues, or perhaps you could call it postpartum dysphoria. You know, it's not as bad as postpartum depression. Because uh, personally, alhamdulillah, I was so close to getting depressed, but I didn't. But I did get like baby blues. I experienced my fair share of baby blues because when I had the baby, I had like complications and I got C-section. So the healing process was very, very difficult for me. But my sister and my sister-in-law, you know, they were the ones taking care of the baby so that I get to rest. And, you know, they're always there for me, asking me if I need anything yeah. and all of that. But for some reason, I was still feeling like I was alone, you know. Yeah. They were actually trying their best, but I still felt like it's not like it wasn't enough. But there was just this loneliness that I couldn't, I, I can't explain it. And, you know, I was getting anxiety issues and a lot of sadness. Yeah. A lot. Just for no reason, I'll just find myself crying. And they will come in like, what is the problem? And all of that. They even told my mom and everyone. So they had to keep calling to check on me. Yeah. You know? But it wasn't like, um, 
depression because depression is extreme and unfortunately a lot of people experience postpartum depression and sometimes they don't even want to hold the baby or they feel this kind of uh, detachment uh, you know with the baby and so people tend to criticize them without knowing you know the situation because once i saw uh, on instagram a lady gave birth and they brought her child to her and she didn't want to carry the baby. And then all of a sudden, like in the comment section, everyone was criticizing her, you know, talking negative about her. Like, why would you have the baby if you don't even want to carry the baby? Who did you give birth? You know, it was just a lot of negativity. And then I could relate to the woman, even though mine wasn't to that extreme, I could relate to her because... It's not like by choice. Obviously, I'm sure she was really happy to have the child. But it's just like... But then it was just... Yeah, it was just the hormones and the mood swings and all of that. So I feel like when it comes to that, uh, you remember those that are with you. Those that were with you, actually, I'd say. Because for me, alhamdulillah, my friends, you guys, my family, they were all with me. You know, they kept messaging me, checking on me and the baby and all of that. Even when I got back home, I got like, everyone was excited, you know, helping out with the baby, helping me with my needs and all of that. So I feel like it's really, really important that uh, when a person gives birth, that we all like, you know, show up, like be there for the person. You don't know what they're going through. It's not everyone that just gives birth and is like over the moon happy, yeah. you know, to hold the baby, show off the baby and things like that. Because everyone has different experiences. As I said, this one is just mine, but I really had my own fair share of mm. baby blues. I think this is where I like respect the concept of in Nigeria. Africa. I don't know what they call it in northern Nigeria. Okay, it's so Wankangida mm. or like what they call Omugo in like the southern part. Ngozuma. Of... Is that not like the midwife? Yeah. <laughs> that's Ngozuma. Huh? Is that not like the midwife that's Ngozuma? You have said yeah, here, you don't even... like, <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's midwife, but the, the midwife will also, will also be there, like okay. even after like the Giving pregnancy. Birth, and how like. It from our side. Yeah. I think that is what it's called. How like yeah. if you go home, like there's just always help there, you know, like people are there, yes. the whole thing they're cooking for you. Because I see like in the western part of the world, you see like someone gives bed and then the next thing they're back home and they're all alone. And I'm just like, like. like because you know, the baby you know that's not that so, they do. So that's not... that at least you have you know even like i think those that are not from northern parts yeah they have their actually, mothers or have... their mother-in-laws coming stay with them but us even if your mothers cannot come they said like this elderly person Ozuma, from the family your aunt, or your or somebody auntie, yes somebody is just there, there with you to help you and everything and, all of that. and i think it's so important because you've gone through this really life-changing scenario like like pregnancy mm-hmm. giving birth is it is very dangerous let's not even sugarcoat it there is like mm-hmm. it's so dangerous like it's so dangerous at points yeah. where in islam if you pass away while trying to give birth you it's a straight ticket. Yeah. So you've gone through this life changing thing, and then mm-hmm. you are. It's somehow to just come back alone. Like it's just the concept yeah. of community, and I think the yeah. problem that we probably have. I remember I discussed this with you once. Is how. Yes. Maybe for those of us that don't have kids, we just don't know mm-hmm. how to show up 
Kingani, like yeah. you want to be there for yeah. your friend, you want to ask them, Oh, do you need anything? How can I help you? But then yes. you don't know how to do it. And because we are this yeah. thing of like if I don't know how to, I will just stay away instead of actually asking, coming to say, Okay, mm-hmm. what do you need me to do? and all of that. Yeah. And I think it's just so important to like beyond the whole coming to like okay, carry the baby, take picture with the baby, snap with the baby. Yeah. <laughs> like actually if this is like your family, your friend, like actually show up, yeah. up. Even if it's just sometimes there's the issue of like how babies cry, right? So you are just there if you can't mm-hmm. to help hold the child while yeah. the parents just take a nap or something yes. and all of yes. that. Community is actually so important. It's not even just like a mother, like everything that we're doing in life. Like, you can't do this life alone. It's too hard. Yeah. You need like yeah. your people to be possible. able to hold you. Do you feel like mm-hmm. uh, maybe if... So how did you like... How did you eventually... Because you gave birth like abroad, which has a better mm-hmm. health system. Was there any mm-hmm. like room for, let's say, like mental health check or like some psychology or... How did you like overcome yeah. the blues and all of that? Yeah, actually, even before I gave birth, I was informed about all of that. Yeah. They already told me, like, some people, most women, I think 80%, if I remember the statistics right, yeah. they experience, like, postpartum dysphoria or depression or stuff like that. So there is contact for, like, a person, a doctor that will help you mentally, you know, with all of that. And even after I gave birth, uh, the nurses actually came. You know, they even have lactation nurses, those that will actually show you how to, like, properly breastfeed, how to hold the baby and things like that. So I do feel like in terms of, you know, the healthcare, obviously you can't compare it because even uh, before I, I go there, apparently, you know, I've, or, I've always had high blood pressure, but yeah. before I go there, I didn't know to what degree, like, uh, the issue was until I got there, and then I was told that this is what the problem is, and this is what you're going to experience, blah, blah, blah. I was informed everything, and it was, like, new information for me, and I've been going to this hospital since I got pregnant, and nobody informed told me any that. of that, yeah. you know? Because I I was just very, very, you know, amazed as to how you can just keep someone in the dark about their Something own Something that is that important. Until I got there. And, you know, another thing is when I got there, I kept insisting that I wanted to give birth myself. And uh, the doctor told me because of my situation, yeah. I'm not able to give birth. In fact, I'm not even going to reach my EDD. I'm going to have to give birth earlier than that because of high the blood pressure how high the blood pressure was and the issue and I had preeclampsia and stuff like that so I had to go treated but you know the mentality I just didn't want to come back to home and I'm um, asked like the pregnancy how the uh how I gave birth and all of that and then I was sort of ashamed to say that it was a you know C-section, a C-section yeah. because there is this believe it or not stigma that yeah, maybe you're not a complete woman if you did not push the baby yourself or maybe you're lazy or you know some people I get it some people decide for themselves you know for whatever reason to have the baby but when I go home someone was even saying that you know I now nowadays you know the girls we just yeah, choose to have C-section to keep our body intact I'm like, do you know how difficult how painful the healing process is? 
it was hell i couldn't lie down i couldn't do anything i had to literally sleep on a sofa mm-hmm. like sitting down like straight for a week i couldn't turn a certain way you know and all of that just for me to was preserve my body for who at what you know? point <laughs> it was, is that even what you're thinking about when there's they don't they don't, they don't so you know when i told the doctor she was so confused she was like, I just finished telling you all the dangers and everything, and you still want to insist on giving birth by yourself. She's told me, oh, well, we can try that because I can't force you to have a C-section. But trying it, you're going to be in pain, and obviously the blood pressure is going to be even higher than yeah. you know what it is now. So we have the chance of losing you or the baby. I'm like losing hope. Intentionally, I want to put myself at risk. I'm like, let's just get it done with, because it's better I come back to whatever criticism I'll get than you know jeopardize with my health or my baby's health. So I, I think, think that is another problem. The whole and concept. whatever way you have a baby, be it at home, at the hospital, C-section, whatever way it is, believe me, it's not easy. Of course, like this easy. is carrying even carrying like a whole human being, the concept of mm-hmm. human being from beginning for nine months. I think the whole concept of seeing like motherhood or being a mother means you have to go through pain is insane. Yeah. We have to suffer the mentality, right? Number one, as a sane person, someone has just gone through this life threatening situation and there's like a new bundle of joy, a new stage in their life. Why is your question being in this section of vaginal delivery? Are you dumb? Like, what would yeah. that information add to you? Do you understand? Mm-hmm. And they are constantly, mm-hmm. even on social media, like you said, they are constantly shaming women for having C-section. Yes. That thing is painful. Yes. The recovery is not easy. And even if people decide to go through, let's even assume the whole concept of, okay, C-section mm-hmm. is to retain your body. How does that concern you? How does that stop exactly. you from existing you as a human being? This is what I should do with my body. Exactly. It's the person's decision at the end of the day. I think we need to do yeah. better as a community because we also have this enough. As much as we are there to help, there's the whole concept of having to keep asking mm-hmm. people, trying to be in people's business, trying to go and shame people and all of that. Mm-hmm. All, what everyone should pray for is that, okay, successful, the safe delivery, everyone is in good health, and let's keep him moving. Yeah, this is a whole different concept, and I just hope like people get to do better. But I'm also seeing how like okay. even people that take epidural, like for like mm-hmm. the vaginal, it's even how they call it. Oh, there's a normal delivery and there's C-section. Why is C-section not normal? Is the child not coming exactly. out? Exactly. Even people that take epidural, they try to shame them that why this, why that. I mm. hope we are better. Anyways, what I wanted to also talk about is like the change in your life pattern. Now you know how like then like before we just like oh it's like four p.m. Oh Tino, are you free? Yeah. Let's just <laughs> we're out on the road. Yeah. But then now it's like you have to be able to plan for everything. Everything mm-hmm. is not just you, but it also like revolves yes. around her and everything. So everything how were you able to cope and all of that? Around the child. Yeah. Everything because even if you want to go out, you have to consider the timing. Is this the time my baby normally takes a nap? Yeah. Is this time going to be this? Can I go and come back before this time? If I go out, you know, especially if um you breastfeed, 
with like your body, you know, like the pump and stuff. Yeah. Because for me, since uh, having my baby, I've been trying so hard to introduce her to feed in bottle. Yeah. And she refuses. I got all sort of pumps and I'll pump a lot and go out with it. She will never take it until I get back home and I feed her. Yeah. So, you know, reasons like that, you can't always be going out like you usually yeah. or normally want to go out. And sometimes, you know, you just want to hang with your girls, go to maybe a restaurant and things like that. But you have to consider, again, is the place baby friendly? Yeah. Can I go with the child if I'm to leave the child? You know, even if you happen to leave the baby at home, your mind is not going to be at ease yeah, wherever thinking, you are oh my God, yeah. because you're thinking maybe she's crying. Has she eaten? Uh, is her diaper changed? You know, stuff like that. So you really, truly like your life revolves around your child the minute you have that baby yeah. until maybe they start going to school or something. Yeah. Because right now, yeah. Nadine is already uh, one and a half, as I said. But still, certain things I can't do as I wish. Yeah. You know, so imagine if she was still like a baby, baby. Yeah. So the minute you have the baby, there is nothing about like me time again. It's not mommy time. Do you ever feel, do you ever feel like this emotion of missing out for instance now? Because now like. Yes. Yes, because you don't, you know, you're not expecting this major change. Even if you're expecting it. When it hits you, it feels different, you know. You're like, okay, now I can't be with the people I want to go out with. Now maybe your lifestyle is totally changed and then you are not the same anymore. Even if you do the things you want to do, it's not going to feel the same because you're a mother now. It's different. So before having a child, like I hear people talking about these things and sometimes you will just think maybe it's just an excuse or something. But truly, it's not excuse. No matter how silly the excuse may sound, you know, maybe they have a reason for that. So, yes, it's not easy. It's a huge, huge change. Okay. And your lifestyle, like, is going to be different, different, different. I remember how, yes. um, remember when, um, during Eid, when we're, like, at my house, and then we, when we saw you, and first we were like, where is Nadine? And <laughs> I also remember this happened with my cousin yeah. one time, since when she gave birth, and then we just keep calling her Mama in Kaza instead of her name, right? And then yes. one day she was like, I think it was banter, but I also feel like maybe deep down she actually means, she was not like, okay, guys, but I have a name before I became a mother and all of that. Yeah. So do you feel the need to, like, maybe sometimes consciously try to, like, have your own identity like okay yes i'm a parent yes i have a child but before then and outside of that Mm -hmm. i'm also this Mm -hmm. person do you feel the need to be able to like do that or just like as the spirit leads yeah for me personally i don't really feel the need but i will say this like with my chest most mothers especially new 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 like mothers they feel that way because even with my family my friends you guys the first thing they ask me where is nadine yeah how is nadine so like instead of you being the priority like you used to be now you're second to the person that you just gave birth to so sometimes maybe for me i don't mind i'm actually i feel happy that you know my family and friends they care for my baby and love her as much as i do but for most people it gets to a point that they kind of feel neglected you know they're not seen as you said like mama somebody yeah but i have a name you know i'm a person i'm seen before i became nadine's mom yeah so most people experience that 
Yeah, and I don't know how, because <coughs> it just it's never from a bad place, you know. But it's just like yeah, this is how it is, and all of that. So yeah. what I want to ask again. So what's like the best part, like the best part of like, oh my god, I have a child, mini me. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I can't think of one thing right now because you just, you just, you know, you just have this person that you love more than yourself and you watch them grow every single time. And, you know, I feel like they're growing way, way too fast. You know, it's amazing to see all the little developments from like sitting down, crawling, standing, even from feeding, they used to eat maybe just liquid. Then uh, eventually you start introducing solid. And then all of a sudden you have like a grown person in front of you. So I'd say like the whole process is very, very beautiful. And it's something I can never trade for anything. with anything or change. So I really can't think of one thing. Yeah. That I would say, yeah, the best thing. I think having her. It's actually the best thing that ever happened. Look at you. That's one question. Has your sleeping pattern changed? Because I know you and your sleep. Has your sleeping pattern changed? (laughs) That is the worst thing. That is the worst thing because... You know, I love my sleep. I can. There is nothing that can stop me from sleeping. Even my husband used to complain about it in the car. I was sleeping. <laughs> After I was sleep night. I was sleep. <laughs> you know, but after having her, funny enough, especially when she was a baby. Yeah. Even if she doesn't cry, I just wake up to check to make sure she's fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, my point. So, but then. I started relaxing, you know, because it was probably JJC. But I started relaxing. Yeah, and And when I got relaxed, that was when she started, you know, becoming aware of where she is. And then she will obviously, like, any other baby cry at night. And then, you know, you sleep when they sleep. You wake up when they wake up. I think that is the code. If you just want to have normal peaceful sleep even if you are not sleepy just like that sleep take that nap oh my because gosh. once they're awake you can't get that nap that you want to take again oh so yeah yeah i remember during ramadan when like you wanted to pray mm-hmm. and then she was crying and i was just sitting yeah. there i'm like wow this concept is so interesting because it's like sit down here let me pray for three minutes but she's like no i need you right yeah. now and it just shows yeah. how like how much of like priority just changes you know and i think it also yes. makes sense like the like when you think of islam like the status that mothers have mm-hmm. because it is so yeah. much but at the same time it's like it's, it's something that you're willing and you you are happy giving they need you mm-hmm. they're there for you you love it but yeah. at the same time it's still like it is a lot of responsibilities it is, it is. You know, funny enough, earlier today, I was asking my husband, I was showing him, like, the cakes and the presents, like, that I got for him, like, before, you know, for, like, the birthdays and the anniversaries yeah. and stuff like that. I was like, okay, if I'm to get you another present, like, what would you want? He's like, whatever it is, I don't mind, you know, I don't care about that. I'm like, okay, but what is the best gift that I've given to you? Mm like throughout our marriage he was like Nadine Oh like, like <laughs> Imagine he feels that way. What will I yeah, do? Exactly like, like the most precious oh. thing that happens. 
Yeah, that's actually. Oh, baby fever actually, not blues. Because pregnancy now is having like this huge PR, having like Kiki Palmer and all of that. And then I see like I remember this eat of you and Nadine Rich, like you had like the same material, and I'm like, this is yeah. so cute. But yeah, okay, excuse me. <laughs> yeah yeah um, but at the same time i feel like people only show the good you know yeah that is the only thing like even before i got pregnant i thought that i'm going to go to the hospital have my baby me the happiest person you know like take all these cute pictures do the cute things and mm-hmm. all of that yes that happens but at the same time there are you know the other things that we already discussed that people, some people, I would say, are not aware of. So I'm really, really happy that we had this conversation. conversation. At least I feel like I've said my truth and I believe there are some people that will relate. Yeah, you have done one me. for the community. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think it was really, it's really important because I feel like we're at an age yeah. where like, it's happening, right? People are getting mm-hmm. pregnant, people are getting married, these changes are happening, people are trying to... There's almost the need to strike a balance, which I feel like I'm getting to a point where I feel like it's almost impossible. Something yeah. has to give, you just have to decide what's your priority and all of that. But it's also, yes. I think it's the honesty for me, because half the time mm-hmm. you grow up and you see your parents, like, you don't know them as human beings, you know them as, like, your mother, your mm-hmm. father, and all of that. And they're mm-hmm. doing all these things. And it seems like it's yeah. magic. Then eventually when you grow older, you realize that, oh, this person is a human being. There are days that maybe you mm-hmm. need them, but they just can't because as human beings, they are also dealing with that. But when it comes to motherhood, nobody wants to talk about it because everybody feels like if you say, for instance, oh, I'm tired or I had like baby blues or something, mm-hmm. people are like, oh, you are a bad mother. Oh, you don't love mm-hmm. your you don't love your child enough. I remember someone was telling me how, you know, the first contact in where... The, in books everywhere they tell you that once you have like the first contact with her you feel so much love but she told me how when she had that she didn't feel anything she was just like okay who is this stranger on me but then because like you are supposed to so she was just there trying to like pretend to have a certain emotion and she couldn't even talk to anyone about it because she felt like she was the bad parent because she yeah. didn't feel that emotion and you hear stories mm-hmm. of people that can just not produce milk and they feel like they are bad because why is my body yeah. not producing milk for my child like yes. is there something yes. wrong with me and all these things that women go through that it just it i don't think like there's an end to this motherhood thing so there isn't there isn't like she said with the milk production i know someone personally that went through the same you know that had the same problem and you know nobody knows that it's from her not being able to produce but people just keep like you know insinuating that she just wants to keep keep her her body sperm she doesn't want to feed the baby that is why she's doing formula it's not good for the baby we all know that breast milk is the best but no mother will just decide that she would you know okay i'm never going to breastfeed i just want to even if they make their decision that's fine but then with her situation it's very painful that you know she already feels bad about herself you know she feels that she's not good enough yeah. and then outside people are still talking and now about coming it. to add fuel to the fire you know saying oh it's a choice not to feed the baby and all of that yeah so it's very very people heartbreaking so to see that people that are not going through your experience 
or they're not experiencing the same thing you're experiencing and then they're the ones to make quick decisions and like they're the first people to judge and like they have to say something mm. by force so that's another problem also how do people even think like you can love each other more than their parents like hello like how do you <laughs> think that's possible so exactly it's, exactly it's really what and i just hope like people are able to extend more grace you know like if if we have if we can't have the elders doing that we can't mm-hmm. have us doing that people because you are supposed mm-hmm. to you are now we're coming to a point where everybody's embracing their situation their experience they're talking about it you don't yeah. want people to now open up to that oh i'm going through this and then you are now judging mm-hmm. them or saying this about them so like mm-hmm. i don't know the day everybody needs to just do better and just be just be be easy for people and be there for people and it comes back to being there for people how sometimes we try to like hold back because we don't know how we can be there but i think it's simple like asking like okay what can i do even if the person says no but at least you offered like what can i do how are you feeling is there anything Mm -hmm. i can do to help you just to be able to like have that community Mm -hmm. and just be there for your person actually not because i'm on your podcast right now but i'd say you really really tried with all of that (laughs) i'm serious you actually were among the first few people you know to message me on like what you can do to help and all of that after i got back and i really appreciate that it means a lot thank you that's our baby please all of us (laughs) any day anytime so do you have any last words for my people I let you go. Uh, yeah, so I hope you guys really enjoyed this podcast as much as we did having these conversations. And please keep listening to my girl Sarah too. Yes, please. Because she comes only with the realest conversations. What she said. So yeah. <laughs> also, plug you, plug your bad way, guys. Nobody, yeah. I was telling my sister, my sister was even the one saying she was like, I don't think anybody understands your face the way Tino does. She is a bad ass makeup artist. Plug your your Instagram page for them. Tell them uh, you can follow me guys on Tiara on the double underscore. So it's spelled T-E-R-T-E-A-R-A-A double underscore. Or you can follow my personal page, which is Tina Ahmed underscore, which is spelled T-E-E-N-O-H Ahmed A-H-M-A-D underscore okay i'll tag i'll tag all your pages like on the instagram listing yeah. so that we can go. all right thank you so much sir. thank you so T, for I having really this conversation you inviting me to join you today thank you thank and you and i hope you guys really enjoyed this as well you guys better do <laughs> is it right now <laughs> so guys thank you for listening don't forget to share comment subscribe share with everybody and yeah have a nice day bye Bye.